Welcome back, everybody, to the Prefer Not to Say podcast. Uh, yeah, we're, we're we're here. We're back again. I was totally unprepared for this <laughs> intro. <laughs> I was literally zoning out. They was like, oh, yes, let's go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the candid moments are the best moments. Mm-hmm. So today's episode is titled Know Your Worth. And it's kind of another edition of Greg Reacts, where I find things on the internet and Greg reacts to them. Can I, can I pause for a second? Because I was trying to remember the idea that, that I was thinking of last week, and it was this. <laughs> it was it was something about knowing your worth and your own value. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Great minds think alike. Yeah. <laughs> anyways. So, as we continue, that's really funny, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how you're I have this idea. I can't remember it. And then I say it, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's the idea. Mm-hmm. So this is actually the day I found this specific thread of tweets. It was a day where everybody kind of was talking about unpaid internships. Mm-hmm. I think Dan Price made a post about it, but there was a bunch of people talking about it. And I was like, are we just on that today? Like everyone's just agrees unpaid internships are nonsense. Honestly, in the working world, unpaid internships are a war crime. Honestly, it's just modern day slave labor rebranded. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get you get college credits and experience that doesn't pay bills. At all. So I stumbled upon this one. This person said, I, I did three unpaid internships before graduating. CNN, Bad Boy Records, Super Bowl. And that got me a week, got me a job at WME making $400 a week. I want the next generation to have it better. The I suffered so you should suffer mentality in media and entertainment is destroying our industry, which is very true. It's destroying a lot of industries. Well, not necessarily destroying a lot, but destroying the people who have it's, to suffer it's, through it's it. It's absolutely detrimental on and it's detrimental to everything it touches. Yeah. Pretty much. I suffered so you should suffer is ridiculous. Yeah, it's really kind of a weird I don't know, I never understood that mentality. It's you don't want people to do better than you because you didn't have it as good. People are afraid to like think outside of themselves you know if i suffer it's it's so that i it's, it's so that we we as a as a collective can learn so that you don't have to suffer you know like if i if i go through some if i if i'm the first one through the breach and i suffer some horrible shit the the, the point is for the people that watch me go through it to not have to suffer the same horrible shit yeah exactly and then there's this producer I follow named Eloquent. He shared it and said, it's one thing if you're interning at a small startup, but these billion dollar companies utilizing unpaid interns is one of the biggest scams that seemingly nobody has an issue with. Mm-hmm. They could they could literally afford to hire thousands upon thousands of people to do the same thing and pay them all like ridiculous salaries. But no, they want you to do it for free. Yeah. And so another page I follow a this page is kind of like a curator of lo-fi artists. They, you know, make playlists. They, you know, reshare posts on the you know, Instagram page and Twitter and all that. And he says, I actually got a lot of flack in interviews because I worked three jobs in college. And the only way to get experience was in my own time, going directly to customers and agencies and doing work under my own name. Interviewers looked down on me for it because it wasn't unpaid. LOL. <laughs> you got paid to do this. So we don't respect it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't understand that. I mean, yeah. If anything, it should show that this person found the this person found a way to get paid to do it without any anyone else's like input. You know, they didn't need you. They look down on it because it shows that if they ever put you in a situation where you're like, nah, you you, you could just leave and do it yourself, do the same thing and get paid for it because you found the way to do that. That's what they're afraid of. Yeah, you know? they're they're afraid of you having the power to say no. 
Well, that's why a lot of people are always questioning why why do businesses keep the terrible employees? Because they always show up. They're dependent on it. They're not going to leave because they don't have any better place to go. Got no options. It's like it's like I'm sure there's plenty of people out here listening that that have like applied for a job or whatever, like fresh out of high school or like they they're in a situation where they don't need the job for whatever reason and they get passed over for somebody who does need the job. It's literally that reason right there. Like you you have the option to say, you know what? No, fuck this and go do something else. So they will pass you over for somebody who's like in crippling debt, has kids and it has all these fucking problems. This air quotes need to keep the job. It's it's a dependency thing. Yeah. And it's funny. The best employers are the ones that always get treated the worst, which is weird because it's mm-hmm. are you trying to force them out so you can bring in other people who feel like it? <laughs> I don't understand it. I've dealt with it in a numer- number of places and it just blows my mind. It's like the whole overqualified thing. You, you try to get work somewhere and, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to school for this. They're like, oh, the way if you tell an employer when you're applying for a job, like, oh, I'm going to school for X study and it's unrelated to the industry that they're in. They look that they look at that as in X amount of years two, four, whatever. I'm going to have to replace you with somebody. That's all they think about. You know, it's not that they, they see somebody who's trying to better their life or create some sort of change in the world. They're just, well, that's a cog that has a, a time limit. It's wild to think of some companies who don't care as much about that as other ones. There was somebody who I was reading, I think it was a blog post. They used to work for Google. Upon interviewing, they straight up told them, I'm going to be leaving in two years to start my own business. Is that cool? You know what the response was? As long as you're not trying to compete. That's cool. I was like, wait, you could just, you could tell them your expiration date and they're cool with it. Yeah. I mean, that's Google, man. They're big enough to the point where they they don't they don't fucking matter. There's legions of people lining up to work at Google. Yeah. You know, it's funny. All these companies that have this kind of attitude are also the ones who don't require college degrees. They're just looking for people who can do the work. You know, I think is the biggest scam when workplaces are like, all right, well, if you work for us, you know, we'll do like a tuition reimbursement program or something like that, which on its face sounds great. They'll pay for your schooling. Oh, man, it's amazing. But it's a trap. Just like just like the military being like, we'll pay for your education is a bit of a trap. Um, so at least every place that I've experienced that has some sort of tuition reimbursement program, the, the only education that they'll pay for is one that's relevant to their industry. So the expectation is that you stay there. Um, on top of that, in the contract that you signed, you have to stay employed at that place for X amount of years after getting your degree before you can leave without having to turn around and pay all of that, uh, all that debt back. When I was at UPS, they had that, but they didn't have, from what I understood, they didn't have a specified area of interest. And there there was a period of time, it was like a period of time you had to be there. And then there's a certain amount they would pay. See, now that's, that makes more sense. It's like, you can get your education in anything. They're, they're opening the door. They're like, you can get your education and you can leave the fucking company. You know, you could, you're at UPS where we have like a need for like, I don't know, like IEs or whatever, industrial engineers. And you're like, well, I want to get a degree in marine biology and then go off to the fucking coast. And it's like, yeah, sure. Fine. Whatever. You know, and I can understand, well, you have to work for us during the entire time of your education. That makes sense. Um, but the whole it has to be in this industry and you have to work here for X amount of years after the after the fact. It's like, mm, no, thanks. Yeah. Pass on that. Go somewhere else. They also. If I remember correctly, I don't know if they do this now. Mind you, I worked at UPS in 2012. It's 2021. I don't know if it's the same. <laughs> they also covered 100 percent of benefits. Health insurance. They covered it. Damn. Yeah. Few and far between will you find a company like that anymore, which is odd because I worked at uh 
LG Chem one time, you know, Korean owned business and my, my health, my, <laughs> my premiums for all of my health insurance, vision, dental, everything was like $8. I was like, $8. damn, that is almost worth staying there. That's almost. less than a meal at McDonald's for real. I was like, this is, this is, this is crazy. Why, why the fuck can you do this? But no company that I've ever worked for before can greed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only explanation. Yeah. They'll it pay is. just enough. It is LG, you know, several billion dollar industry. Yeah. I guess life really was good. <laughs> yeah, but that's also a company that recognizes the worth of employees. Mm-hmm. Cuz I'm assuming the pay was probably decent too. Oh, yeah, it's the the highest entry level pay that I that I've ever gotten. Something like $17 an hour just walking in the door. You know, damn good old damn price keeps talking about, "Hey, you know, your business does better if you pay people more, right?" Mm-hmm. They're happy to come to work. They're more productive. You know, they don't realize paying people more is a benefit. It's crazy. It, it was true, too. Like, I went into that workplace and I, and I saw people who were like, I don't want to say that they die for that company, but they had that fucking vibe about them. You know, they were, they were <laughs> like, I'll work all the OT. I don't care. I'll pull a double shift. It's like, this, they're treating me better than any company ever did. I'm here for it. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Some places are just like that. Honestly. Wish everywhere was like that. It's kind of wild though, or they're just like, I will literally do whatever you want. I mean, everybody in the everybody in the parking lot there had brand new like fucking 2018s and 2019 cars because they're making so much fucking money. Like, <laughs> I, I would have stayed too, but I had other shit that I wanted to do. <laughs> well, yeah, weren't you working like 60 hours a week or something like that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was making crazy money, but I was like, oh, I kind of want some free time to go do these things and start up all this other shit. And right, the podcast probably wouldn't have happened if I wanted to just work. For the rest of my life, I would have stayed there. I absolutely would have. Great retirement plan, all that. Imagine all the money you could have thrown into Game Stonk. Mm -hmm. If I'd known about, I'd be I'd be dumb rich. (laughs) I'd be so fucking loaded. So dummy rich right now. (laughs) I don't regret it. I don't regret it because I'm I still I get to do stuff that I enjoy still. But so if you're in the Greater Holland area, go work there. It's amazing though because there's a lot of people with attitude. You know, complaining about the uninsure or the unemployment benefits currently and how oh people don't want to work. No, it's not that people don't want to work. It's just they don't want to work for the chump change you're offering. Honestly. That's the problem. This, Raise the wages. People will be fine coming back to work. The conditions, and by conditions, I primarily mean the wages just aren't sufficient, you know? Like I voluntarily came up off unemployment and went went back to work just so I could work with my friends. You know, I was I was that sick. I was like, look, I'll throw a mask on. I'll do whatever fucking six foot social distancing bullshit. I have to see my people. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here alone too long. <laughs> yeah, it's nobody and the people willing to work aren't the best workers. You know, I saw yet another tweet from somebody who was a licensed therapist and they said, what people really need is money. Mm-hmm. They're like, therapy's great, but people just need money. That's where all these problems are coming from. Therapy can help you work through like your emotional problems and shit, but therapy doesn't relieve the stress of not being able to afford shit like therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Going to a therapist because you can't afford therapy and you just need to vent about it. Honestly. I just don't understand where your prices are so high, but I still have to come talk to you about it. For real. I make $10 an hour. I can't afford this. Why am I here? I'm going crazy. Look, look, look. <laughs> You're going to stop coming here. I'm not going to charge you for today. And you need to go get a better job. <laughs> no. Or the problems. people that say, just get a better job. If everybody just got a better job, that wouldn't make sense. Yeah, nobody will work at McDonald's. 
nobody would be giving you all that terrible ass fucking fast food that you eat piece of shit <laughs> world needs ditch diggers doesn't mean you have to pay them ditch digger prices come on now and you're telling everybody just get a better job or you just got to work harder how hard do you have to work just to live for real you know one of the funny things i had to that kind of like clicked in my brain all this uh talk of like oh you know n- n- we don't need socialism which we need to stop using that term because it has been warped to the point where it's like Look, we need to come. Can we just call it instead of social politics? Can we call it collaborative politics? Honestly. I think that sounds nicer. Like, hey, let's collaborate. Let's not be socialists because there's a whole lot of baggage in history that comes along with it. But I just thought, what's social security? Social security benefits. If that is the most socialist thing I've ever heard. If, mm-hmm. you, if we're talking about definitions of what's perpetuating socialism now, old people have no problem collecting that. Absolutely. They're on some. Oh, I, I worked all my life. I deserve this. Oh, really? You deserve being taken care of? It's wild. It's just like all the people right now working that deserve to be taken care of. It's like if, <laughs> if, if we don't slave and destroy ourselves for fifty to sixty years, we're not worthy. Honestly, and if we want to, if we want to talk about being like anti anti collaborative politics, it's like, well, if you worked your whole life, why do you need it? You should have, you know, you had sixty a years to stack that bread. Yeah, the hell, it, sixty years to stack the bread, and probably the like the the best time in American history to be doing it, you know. But no, we got to foot your bill. It's almost like, man, if everybody played the stock market in like the eighties, you know, I've I, as much as the stock market is like it may it makes sense, you know, it's just ownership of of uh, of property like companies and whatnot. I. I also feel like it doesn't make any sense, you know, because you, you, you're spending money to buy in and then it increases in value. And then like you, you receive payouts or whatever you, you liquidate it all. It's like, but but what did you do? You know, when when you when you buy X amount of shares of what company they're creating wealth by doing something, what did you do? So like, I almost feel like I almost feel like a criminal when I when I partake in the stock market. You know, I feel like I'm not really laboring. I'm not doing anything. I'm risking some money, sure, but it's just money. I'm not adding anything. Yeah, it's funny. Narcella's uh, new bad snack. She's she's been going on a few tirades about this because she's trying to teach herself about all this stuff, and she's just basically like, "Yo, this this game is so rigged. Like, this is designed for people who have money they don't need and can just throw it into the market." It's like, yeah, that's. Pretty much, you pretty much need money that you can afford to lose. The more you, the more you learn about it, the more you realize it's extremely predatory. Oh yeah, but no, I, I, I'm just been thinking about it lately, and I'm like, well, all wealth is created by labor, so like, why doesn't all wealth go to labor? That's why, uh, you know, like good old Dame Dash, he's always questioning, you know, shouldn't. Shouldn't the employees be making close to what the big wigs are making? Mm-hmm. It's like he was saying in his the audio version of his book. He said, you know, he he was talking to somebody who the place they worked for just sold their company, and they asked, "Did they cut you some money out of that?" And then he went on to say, "Anytime I sold the company, I always cut everybody a check." I'm like, "That's that's how it should be." If I worked for if I worked for this person and they sold the company. I'd be jumping ship to one of their other companies because they're not going to run it the fucking same. 
because you know that person's been like, yeah, we're paying everybody good. We're doing all this. We're taking care of all these profits. We're putting back into the people that have made the money, you know, and as soon as they sell that company off, somebody else is like, ah, yes, money printer machine. Yeah. Money machine go burn. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Like, oh, you're selling this? I'll take the check, but can I work at your other business? (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back for round two of Know Your Worth. Mm-hmm. This point is know your worth, people. You're worth more. Yeah. They don't want you recognizing your worth. Otherwise, you know, you might do something crazy, like make your life better. Honestly. You know, I'm learning this a lot from a lot of artists I follow. And that's one of the big things they preach because for some reason we're in this weird space where no one wants to recognize the worth of artists. It's really weird. That's why we always say pay your artist friends. I think it's because I think it's because we've hit a point where like the vast majority of society only values stuff that has like a, uh, a, a easily recognizable function as opposed to like entertainment, you know, people, people see entertainment and they're like, Oh, well you're supposed to, that's 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 a hobby. That's not something that's integral to your life. You know, so they're going to try to value it differently than like auto repair, you know, something that serves a mechanical function, but they, 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 they throw out all the, uh, I'll say less obvious benefits that all, all these, uh, artists bring into the world. Like, when when some when Ford releases a new car and you're like, damn, that looks sick. Like, who designed that? It's not it's not solely an engineer. Like, an engineers should design the engines, the the guts of the car. But who made it look? Who did, who created the look for this vehicle that that caught your eye that made you like it so damn much? You know, that was an artist. It's 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 small things. I, don't, I shouldn't even say small things. It's just the things that people don't think about. Every little piece of anything in your house probably had an artist touch on it or you know people who get questioned for wanting to explore the arts as a degree oh really you want to do that but then go home and watch six hours of netflix right which employs many people who got degrees in some form of entertainment field i'll never knock an artist because i come home and i read comic books so that's just a book full of art (laughs) (laughs) right Well, it's also a problem within the art community of are the artists not recognizing the value I've seen. There's actually one channel. The dude's name is Glenn Fricker. I forgot what his page name is called, but he has this series called musicians text to their engineers. And it's these wild things where people really do not understand what they're dealing with. And I've also seen like a bunch of like screen caps of people, you know, rappers are notorious for this. Because they don't understand, you know, you buy a beat from somebody. They one this is this is the wild thing that's been going around lately. They don't understand why they have to include the producer of the beat in royalties. Well, I mean, it's it's a product that they made. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the, the 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 disconnect. You know, if I if I if I if I make this super badass, awesome phone, and then I hand it to you, and you go and you you create millions of dollars off of it, I'm be like, well, I mean. I invented that. It's, 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 it's effectively an intellectual property, you know? See, this is the thing. We, no one understands the disconnect. They're saying, well, I already paid for the beat. Why should I include you in this? If they made the beat, 
they're technically a writer of the song. Mm-hmm. But they don't see that. They're like, well, why should I give you money in the back? And when I'm doing all the work to promote it's it and like, blah, blah, blah. I think it could be explained as like, I mean, when you sample somebody, do you, uh, this is me asking, cause I don't know when you sample someone's uh, content in your content, uh, don't you owe them something at the very least? You know, don't you have to be, don't you have to license the right to sample their shit? If you're doing it the right way, yes. Right. So, well, the right way is what I'm implying. So, I mean, think, <laughs> you got to think about it like this. If you're buying a beat off of someone, you're you're licensing the beat from them, really. I mean, they created it. You know, you're, you're licensing the right to use it in your song. And and it just so happens that the, the right way to approach that is to pay them their fair share of the royalties off of the crazy amount of money you're going to make from it. Not necessarily. Well, there's an interesting you know, structure with buying beats nowadays because there are leases where multiple people can use the beat. There's you can buy exclusive rights or if it's just a direct collaboration, you might have worked out something that isn't just money up front. But uh, in regards to sampling, it's if you feel like paying or can afford to pay it. Mm. Most people, there's a lot of people who just don't. Uh, Artists who aren't big enough to catch the big lawsuits don't. Or it's funny, like producer Madlib, you know, you know, a lot of stuff is sample based. He says, dude, most of the time, I don't even remember where I got my sources. The label usually has to try to track that down for me. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, or, you know, because he doesn't sell, especially like in the early days, didn't sell enough. An artist that sells like 10 to 20, 30,000 copies of the album, nobody's going to go after him for it because they can't afford it. There's also some really interesting cases where artists win big that got sampled. There is this song by Fabulous, Breathe. It was like early 2000s. That leaked to radio and it wasn't supposed to come out yet. Like sample wasn't cleared. The original artist got 100% of the publishing. Damn. Because it leaked. Sometimes that happens. But yeah, there's just this thing where, uh, or people don't understand what, you know, mixing and mastering engineers do. And this is another thing with rappers. Actually, it's rappers and bands who always never want to pay. They want to pay you an exposure. But it's like when we were talking about podcasting, there's such a process. It's such a lengthy process. And honestly, I forgot to mention it, but we had talked about, you know, there was a way to automate. There really isn't actually a good way to automate anything in regards to that. And if you could, it would probably take years to develop. And even then, you'd still have to once over it because the thing with audio is it's so random. And there's just so many factors you have to go through. And the worst part is, let's say you're a mix engineer. You could spend 10 hours on a mix, send it to the customer and say, this isn't they'll say this isn't what I wanted. (laughs) <laughs> and ask for a refund. There's a lot of guessing where that comes into handling other people's art. It's uh, it, it takes long. It also takes a lot of knowledge and a lot of knowledge of gear. You know, doing this isn't cheap, especially with the tools you use are very, very involved. Like just some of the plugins I've been using by the company Isotope. There are so many functions like this company really nailed it as far as post-production is concerned. Cause there's things that I don't even think there was technology that could do it, but there's just so many things that go into it that people just don't realize. They just think, Oh, you just sit in, you know, in front of a screen and press buttons all day. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, you can reduce anything down to something that simple to grasp, you know, <laughs> that's, I hate, I hate reductionist statements like that. So oh, you just sit in front of a screen and press buttons. It's like, so does like 90% of people in any type of office position. You know, you're just sitting in front of a screen, press buttons. 
people the people doing all the editing for for all the, all, all the editing and all the cgi for all these big blockbuster movies that make millions and millions of dollars they're just sitting in front of a screen pressing buttons oh they're not doing that anything takes, that like, takes what? hundreds of people <laughs> yeah, like, too thousands it's just such a process and people just don't understand that they don't see the value in it because they they don't do it themselves that's why a lot of people say every artist should learn how to mix just so that you actually know what's going on because it's not fun sometimes mm-hmm. you know there's the joke you know, those memes where it said, uh, you know, it has a list of final mixes and they're like final mix 99, the final one, I promise. And then the next one will be like mix 100. Just kidding. This is the final one. That's literally what most people go through. Mm-hmm. And even then you probably still hate it. And then you not to mention all the tests you have to do. If you do a mix, you know, you listen to it on your studio monitors, but then you got to do the car tests. Then mm-hmm. you probably want to send it to somebody. Listen to headphones, you know, maybe different types of headphones. It's just, oh, there's just so much. And it's just it's just one of those behind the scenes things that people don't realize. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's intended to go out to the world, you know, in the world, all everybody has different equipment that they're listening to, you know, in different environments. Some people are listening to it at home, super peaceful and quiet with like the studio set up, the headphones on, you know, some people are at work with nothing but some cheap fucking AirPods in, you know, it's got to sound good to everybody. Yeah. That's why, you know, if you see somebody's studio setup, you might have, you might see some weird stuff. Like there's a lot of studios that would have these like 19, specifically 1992 edition Apple desktop speakers. Mm-hmm. Like they would mix on, or there's a pair of, uh, I think Yamaha, I think they're NS tens. I think, I think that's the one. And it's like, if you have an older pair, it's better. They're like, if you can make it sound good on there, it'll literally sound good on any system because they're not like the most amazing speakers. Mm-hmm. You know, and just the just knowledge of audio in general, it's a lot. You put in a lot of hours of work. It also takes like basically listening to everything you can just to be like, okay, this is how this sounds. Okay, how do I replicate that? Or constantly studying like, okay, what techniques were used for this? I know I don't understand why we don't approach it like uh, like the automotive industry. You know, when 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 you go and buy a car, everybody preaches the whole know what you're getting, you're getting yourself into. You know, you you got to brush up on this mechanical knowledge. You got to understand how how to look for the things, the warning signs of a bad car. So why why isn't that mentality pushed into the the other industries? You know, so why aren't we putting the lit the 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 burden of uh, the burden of being informed? Uh, in the industry onto the person trying to like buy the beats from the producers, you know, so that they don't just try to fucking lowball them. See, the problem is there's so much information out there that explains this. They just ignore it. Mm. They literally ignore it. Like there's this one dude, DJ pain one. He gets it all the time. He gets the most ridiculous things on social media. Even people say, man, why don't you talk about this and this? He'd be like, I literally just did a video on that. Watch it. There was somebody he literally said, I'm I think he was this dude was entering a publishing deal. He said if he had any advice from whatever he he literally said, get a lawyer. And he's like, well, I'm not asking you for anything again. I just figured since you've done this before, you'd have some, you know, you could help me out. And he said, this is literally what you do. Get a lawyer like publishing deals can ruin your life. Get a lawyer to look over this contract, and that's what you need. <laughs> this is me helping you out right now. Get a lawyer. Yeah. Say, hey, hey get a lawyer. <laughs> he, he gets all sorts of stuff all the time, though. It's funny. He, he'll post like, oh, selling beats online is dead. He's like, I literally do it all the time. Here are plenty of videos I've made on how to do it the right way. There's so much transparency in the production world that it is amazing especially like a lot of you know there are so many tutorials on everything there is nothing you can't learn about this entire industry that isn't online flat out you know and and it's like that with everywhere that's why i think the internet's still underutilized to this day and it's kind of amazing 
It's like, you know, like we talk about old people like not wanting to learn technology. You literally just Google anything. I think it's just time. I think people just don't want to put in the time. You know, because it's not like it's hard. You're just you're soaking in information. It's not difficult. It's just time consuming. So I'm waiting for the microchips to go in the brain. Yeah. <laughs> Elon, sign me up for real. I'm trying to download yeah, that's a, the entire That's another weird seconds. thing. I just never understood. It's like, is it really that much time? I think the perception of time has been warped by the work week. You don't feel like you have enough time, so you don't want to, you want to spend every waking moment doing exactly what you want, not having to try very hard. It's a it's a it's a giant uh, it's a giant conspiracy. The work week exists to keep you from being able to better your life. Yeah, yeah. If you have too much time, you might you might <laughs> learn your self worth. And you know there was a you can't take a day off. You'll have too much time to think. There's a there's a line. Actually, a section of a rap song by this artist, David Sebastian, called The Light. And I'm going to see if I can find the lyrics because it's actually, he hits the nail on the head. And it's actually impressive because it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, that's that's right. They really, it, it just, it kind of shows like the system does not work for the people. People work for the system. Well, what's this called? It's called The Light by David Sebastian. The thing is, this dude released his album in a very strange way. It's not a vi- you can. <coughs> Sorry, there's a video on YouTube that he shot a music video for it, but the album came out. He did it in a weird way. He put it on a website and he's selling the link to the website because he just wanted full ownership. He actually I think it's actually supposed to be coming out soon, but there's one couple lines where he talked about how uh Pretty much how it's like, you know, the system doesn't want you to recognize your self-worth. And he said one line, they, he says, they want you high and they want you drunk as long as you keep buying stuff. And I was like, yo, it's so weird. Like, when you hear it said like they're like, yeah, that's why we talked about in the one episode while, you know, substance industries would completely just suffer if people actually, you know, took care of themselves or if, you know you know, this whole consumerist culture didn't run rampant. You know, the older I get, I'm just realizing why do people want stuff just to have stuff? Yeah. And so that's why I, to this, I used to say that I just don't own a lot of stuff because I haven't bought my forever home, you know, but I don't, I don't think I'll even buy a lot of shit once I do that. You know, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it's going to be a pretty big empty place you know it's not a lot of shit going. Like you gotta on find there. something with actual value it's like that's why you know i purchased the certain things i purchased because it's like for me they have a certain level of value that isn't just sitting you know it's like i'm not a knickknack person do not get me knickknacks we've already discussed gifts don't get us gifts <laughs> but you know it's like i've always found it interesting people who are addicted to getting tattoos and the prices i hear them throw out i'm just like i can't justify paying for something that i can't resell <laughs> For me, it's 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 a function thing. Like if if whatever I put my money into doesn't serve a function, generally speaking, I won't go for it. Yeah, I can't do it. When people are like, oh, I spent five hundred dollars on this tattoo, and I'm, my brain's just like, man, the things I could do with five hundred dollars right now. Mm. I don't knock tattoos myself because I have I have uh, piercings and, and I can get that on on an, on a some sort of level. It's changing your form to to be more appealing. I think that's why the, the way that I look at it, but. Well, I, it's like, I'm not knocking it. It's just, I always find it weird when people question when I don't have any of this kind of stuff. It's like, I don't want to spend that kind of money on something like that. I, I, I can't justify it. I do get sick of the tattoo question. 
You know, people see the piercings and they're like, you got any tattoos? I'm like, no. <laughs> Every single time. Oh, I see your piercings. Do you have any tattoos? No. Those are really expensive. This was much Some cheaper. Some tattoo people are worse than religious people. Like, they want to convert you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just... I don't know. Does, does that add to my self-worth? No. Sp- spending, spending something that might add value down the road, that's what I'm all about. Yeah, I don't know. It's... You know, we're seeing a change. This pandemic helped people, I think, realize, man, we're not valued like we should be. Nope, definitely not. I mean, we're, you know, 87 years into it. I mean, we're actually approaching the one year of Mm -hmm. Michigan locking down. I mean, some people have already been in for a full year. Yeah. And I mean, what was it? We we went past the whole or we're, we're, let's see, did we go past the whole anniversary of x amount of weeks to flatten the curve yeah we went past that right i don't know i feel like it anyways i digress i think the mind-blowing thing is you know the uptick in only fans creators i've seen like posts on twitter where people are talking about when they started doing that they just they were happier mm-hmm. i mean free yourself from the shackles of the workplace but then there, you know, there are companies making it impossible for people to want to try it. Like if you if you post about it on Instagram, they'll take it down. So there are people who have to mask it by calling it like calling it something different or just implying it. Yeah. And then, you know, there's constant laws being made to try to suppress this kind of thing because of other people's moral standing on sex work. Couldn't couldn't that just be solved by like having all of it be in Nevada where sex work is more like approachable? Well, or like any state, Nevada is the only one that comes to mind, but any state where where sex work is like legal. Well, the thing is, is you kind of have to understand the industries. I was listening to a podcast by a couple who do their own X-rated content. They've actually been working in adult in a capacity for years prior to that, too, or prior to them starting it on their own. And they make it very clear they don't work in the industry because you can do it anywhere. The industry, though, is in certain places. Like, I think Florida and California are the only ones where, like, the professional porn industry actually is. Mm-hmm. Like, where the, the companies and the agencies are. It's not even in Nevada. Nevada just has legal prostitution. Yeah, so that's, that's, what, that's what I was implying when I was talking about sex work. Yeah, it's 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 different. It, it It's pretty much, like, depending on what industry you're in. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I also find it weird that we're deciding. The people up top like to decide other people's value. Or deciding what the, you you know people you started all the fans like oh you don't value yourself why I don't you you're you're literally grinding your body to nothing working this manual label job it's like do you have to have enough self worth to not destroy yourself it's just because everybody has a warped perception of it you know it's it's I I don't really have the words to describe how I feel about this shit anymore <laughs> I feel like it's so painfully obvious how everything's everything's twisted and. At this point, I'm 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 kind of losing faith. You know, it's like people are willfully blind, is how I describe it. It's almost like you got to leave them behind. Like, sorry if you if you're willing to suffer, I guess I'll just let you sit here. Sex work is bad. Don't do that. You shouldn't start an OnlyFans. Well, I mean, or just going off and doing anything else. It was like, why do we instill fear in people? Like, oh, you you don't want to leave the security of your job, do you? <laughs> you're gonna start your own business. That's risky. Uh, I yeah, let's say point. that one person somebody made this little comic thing it said um i got the job it had like thousands of likes it said i started my own business and there's like 
a few likes and a couple comments. And I bet you some of those comments were like, you sure? <laughs> sure about that? Maybe you want to think twice. More people should start their own businesses. It's like you can't you can't get a ten thousand dollar loan to start a business, but you can get sixty thousand dollars to go to school. Mm-hmm. Or you know, <laughs> your credit score is not good enough for seven hundred dollar mortgage, but you can sure as hell get an apartment that costs fifteen hundred dollars a month. Never understood that. Well, anyway, that's the episode for today. Lesson of this episode is know your worth. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Start your own shit. <laughs> companies aren't here to support you unless they are then good good for you there's like Send four more people to that company there's like four of them <laughs> <laughs> right and they're impossible to get into because they're flooded with you know applications all the time so yeah you know where to find us we are on all the social medias not all of them there's more than just the general ones but there's no point in being on those because they're not as popular so on instagram and twitter your pnts underscore podcast or Twitter and Instagram, which I haven't posted in there in a while. Actually, I put out a whole episode and haven't posted on it yet, but the IG algorithm sucks and not enough people are on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us individually. I'm at BTQ Paul on Twitter and Instagram. Got a single out right now, Winter in Michigan. I'm working on another one. No clue when it's going to be out yet because of my hectic life of driving to work and back and working and not having enough time. Uh, and editing two shows. Editing two shows and creating your own uh, your own music. Yeah, it's oh, it's a lot. You actually do a lot it's, when you like take a step back and think <laughs> well, about it. <laughs> I record an episode and I edit it. Well, the, the other show. Oh yeah, I have my other show, the K Cut, film related podcast. Definitely check that out. That's three people I got to edit, mm-hmm. and that one's a little bit more in depth because I'm like have to kind of shape the conversation in certain spots to make it a little bit cleaner. But yeah, there's three voices I got to deal with. Then I edit our episodes, and uh, oh, you can find Greg on Instagram at DMS underscore Brotobird and. Well, it's still delayed. He will be returning to Twitch soon. Soon. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. This is, the, this is the biggest cock tease I've ever experienced. It's like before you're like, nah, I don't know if I could do streaming. Now you're like, I need to do it now. And you can't. <laughs> and then I think once you finally make the move and get that all set, we can I'll start reaching out for interviews because I want to lock down a workflow with us not living together for once. Mm-hmm. And then we could figure that out. Oh, and as always, buy all our stuff that we have through Lavish Media Designs. I think another drop's coming soon. I think it's a Demon Slayer one. So if you're a fan of Demon Slayer, that's 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 the place to be. Get the right shit. It's not just clothing too. So it's it's the, the car market heavily. Got all sorts. Yeah, yeah, decals. I love it. Got some really cool stuff. But yeah, that's the show for today. And as I always say collaboration breeds community stay hustling and stay hydrated peace